Thank you, Mike and Gabby, very much. We're thinking uh, during these summer weeks about the character of, of Peter, Simon Peter, and looking at different parts of his story in the Gospels and uh, trying to learn from it. Last week, we, we had to think about his call, and um, we, we looked at that from, uh, from John's Gospel, and we thought about uh, the transformative way in which Jesus called him uh, and changes his name. This week, we're, we're looking at a sort of a high point for Peter. We're looking at uh, this story where uh, Peter um, gets it, he, he, or he appears to get it, as to who Jesus is. And just to, to recap on the story for a moment, Jesus has been making a name for himself. In the Gospels, we're told uh, that people have noticed Jesus. And it's understandable because he has been healing people. He's been raising the dead. He has stilled a storm. He has walked on water. And in, particularly in Matthew's Gospel, he teaches. And he teaches in a, in a profound way that seeks to renew and re redefine the law, the Jewish law, the Torah. And um, when he speaks, particularly in that, those famous passages, five, Matthew 5, 6 and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus renews and redefines pretty much everything from murder to adultery to worry, money, prayer, the Sabbath and so on. It is a, a remarkable uh, sort of comprehensive redefining of what it means to follow God. He is creating quite a stir. So much so that when the when he asks the disciples, who do people say that I am? There is no shortage of possibilities. Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah or one of the prophets, even Jeremiah. There are plenty of possibilities, plenty of ideas floating around as to who Jesus is. Is he one of these great figures of old come back to life? But Jesus isn't interested in the rumours, his reputation, the hearsay or what the crowds might think. He wants to know what they think, his disciples, his followers, those whom he has chosen. So he asks them, what about you? Who do you say that I am? And this is Simon Peter's, if you like, best moment. He gets it and he says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. You are the anointed one. You are the one that we have been waiting for. You are God's sent agent through which the new kingdom is going to come. You are Messiah. And there's this wonderful moment of celebration as Jesus almost explodes in delight. Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for this was not revealed to you by man, but my father in heaven. You have got it. And, and there's this, this, this lovely sort of human moment of Jesus. Almost You can almost see him running around with his arms in the air saying, Woohoo! You've got it. You know who I am. And, um, and, and just as Jesus, uh, just as Peter has given Jesus a word, you are Christ, you are Messiah, then P Jesus gives Peter a word. He says, I tell you that you are Peter. And uh, because we're used to the word Peter, we don't really get the echoes. It would be, it perhaps be better to say, 
Jesus says, I tell you, you are rocky. You know, you remember the, the boxer? He says, you're rocky, you're, you're him. You're the one on whom I am going to build. That's, that's what it would have sounded like to them. You are a rock. You are the place on which I will build this new community. And as I say, there's this lovely sort of interplay. Peter gives Jesus a name. Jesus gives Peter a name. And uh, we know it's, a, it's an important name because it redefines who Peter is. But it's also a name that's, that, that sort of echoes through scripture. We know that in the Psalms, God is often referred to as a rock. And we know that in the rest of the New Testament, Jesus will be referred to as the foundation stone on which the church is built. So for Peter to be called a rock, the place on which the church is built, is a really rich and special and wonderful moment. But then he misses it, doesn't he? He doesn't get what this word means. Jesus almost gathers them round in a, in a little huddle. You know how these sports teams do. It's, it's almost as if Jesus does that and puts his arms around them and says, look, you've got this, but now I'm going to tell you what it means. He began to explain that he must go to Jerusalem, be handed over, be suffer and be crucified. And Peter won't have it. That's not what the word I gave to you means. It doesn't mean this. It means something else. And Jesus, who has just cheered and delighted in Peter's insight, then turns on him. Physically and metaphorically, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. If Peter's just had a high moment, this is a crushingly low moment because Jesus who has said that he will build his church his community on this man now says that he is working for the enemy but actually his his desire to stop Jesus going to the cross is actually of the evil one he says you are a stumbling block to me you don't have in mind the things of God so here is this beautiful story where Jesus asks these questions. Peter sees Jesus' delights and then begins to teach and then Peter gets it wrong. Jesus rebukes him and starts again. Now you're probably sitting there thinking, that's great Tom, I, I know this story, I've, I've heard it lots of times before. What, what does it mean? What difference will it make to me? I, I want to offer, forgive me, just three very simple things and they almost all begin with the same letter. OK, so we'll see if you can remember them when you're having your lunch. OK, first of all, the importance of your opinion. OK, the importance of your opinion. Jesus is not bothered what other people think. He is bothered what you think. So it doesn't matter what other people's opinions of him is. What, who do the crowds, what do they say I am? That doesn't really matter. Jesus said, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? Jesus cares what you think about him. Jesus cares who you think he is. 
your opinion matters to him. And that's a wonderful thing. The one who holds the universe together in the palm of his hand cares what you think. Your opinion matters. And secondly, it reminds us about the importance of our place in the church. When Jesus celebrates Peter and he says, you are the rock on which I will build my church, he knows, doesn't he? He knows what Peter's going to do. He knows that Peter will shortly try and stop him suffering and, and going to, to Jerusalem. He knows that when a push comes to shove, Jesus will not stand, Peter will not stand up to the, the questioning of, um, of a servant girl. But Peter still, Jesus still wants Peter. You are the one. You, with all your frailties and your failings and your weaknesses, you are the one that I have chosen to build my church. You and I know that we are weak, that we are frail, that we are fallible, that we make more mistakes than we can list. But just as our opinion matters, so our place matters. He wants us. And he wants us to play our part in building his church and in building his kingdom. And the mystery of the New Testament tells us that, that the, the church is a group of very unremarkable people who come together with all their sort of mess and muddle. And they become something which is truly phenomenal. They become the body of Christ. They become the place in which the Spirit of God dwells. So your opinion matters and your place matters, just as it did for Peter. And then thirdly, it also matters that we make progress. You see, Peter thought he knew what it meant that Jesus was the Messiah. And clearly it didn't mean going to Jerusalem and suffering. Peter had to understand, he had to grow, he had to progress in his understanding. And, you know, often, particularly for people who perhaps been Christians for some time, there is a sense in which we can sort of feel that we've, we've somehow got there, that we somehow know it, that we've somehow, you know, got all this sort of thing sorted out. This story reminds us that we are all on a journey of understanding who Jesus is and what it means to follow him. That the life of humble service, even of humble sacrifice, is one that challenges us day after day after day to grow more like him and amazingly to be filled with his life and his love and his joy. Because as he served and set us free, so we serve and find freedom in that serving. So in this really familiar story about Peter, we remember at least three really important truths. Firstly, your opinion matters. Okay, Whoever you are, youngest to oldest, your opinion of him matters to him. Secondly, the importance of your place, the, your place within the church, just as Peter was this, this very strange rock on which Jesus chose to build his church. He knows what we are like, but he still wants us and still delights in us and still builds his church with people 
even people like us. And thirdly, the importance of your progress, our progress, my progress. That loving Jesus and growing to be like him is a lifelong journey, a lifelong adventure, a lifelong set of challenges to realise we still have so far wonderfully to go. Amen.